And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Breaking into a first 11 is harder than ever. Every year, thousands of young players enter the youth academies. Only the very best of the best prevail. I'm Faker Others. Welcome to the next big thing. Welcome to the Women's Super League. Miedemar running into the box. Crosses it and bottom corner. Vivian Miedemar with her 50th goal in the WSL. Yeah, the season is here. And she's brought Manchester United back into it. One chance, one goal. Ingle hits it. Stunner. In 2020, some of the biggest names in world football made the move to the WSL. Press, Paran, lovely ball, Morgan. Fabulous goal. Looking for Kerr, binding Kerr. And she opens up her WSL account. Beth Mead pulls it back. Bronze! There it is, 3-0. And Manchester City were among the biggest winners as they added Lucy Bronze, Alex Greenwood and World Cup winners Sam Mewis and Rose Lavelle to their roster. But the club is also brimming with young talent. And one name that's seriously turning heads both at club and country is Lauren Hemp. It's a goal for England. Number six, Lauren Hemp once again. So who is Lauren Hemp? Lauren Hemp is a 20-year-old left-sided forward and she's deceptively strong and powerful and very, very quick too. Jen O'Neill editor of She Kicks magazine. And the word that I hear her peers and coaches use to describe her the most is fearless. We see that in her performances in the way that she is so persistent. She will run at players, try to take them on. If she makes a mistake, she's not deterred. She'll do it over and over. And and that's where she gets her success from. And that's why she must be an absolute nightmare to play against and a joy to play alongside. She's a very tricky winger who's very resilient in terms of she'll try to take on the fullback and is one of those that has a real joy and glee of nutmegging and taking it past the fullback. Katie Wyatt, the Athletics women's football correspondent. She's one of those players that I think is very powerful but at the same time almost glides past players and is quite almost gazelle-like in the way that she moves as well as being very athletic. Um, so I think that there's quite a lot to her game and it's certainly um, one of those plays that gets people on the edge of their seat I think. One of the main attributes of her game is her skill on the ball but also the ability to move the ball considerably forward as well. Kate Borsay, host of the Offside Rule WSL edition. With the accolades that she's got, uh, PFA Young Player of the Year Award, the Young Women's Player of the Year Award and she's won that twice, that's not by fluke. She is A really exciting talent. I love what Phil Neville said about her, by the way. She played in uh, the Lionesses' loss to the USA. It was the first game of the She Believes. 
earlier this year, even though uh, England lost that game, he said that she was literally a bull, adding she's got no fear, she takes people on, there's no emotion in her face whatsoever. As is common for a lot of budding footballers, especially within the women's game, she's had to overcome some big obstacles to get to the top. Jen O'Neill. It was it was very difficult for uh, for Lauren Hemp because the Norwich City Centre of Excellence shut down and so she had to be moved into a boys' team and a boys' league. And so she was playing boys' football in an under-16 boys' league. And that's one of the reasons she credits for making her as, as strong and as robust as she is because of, they would tackle her just like any other player. She had to be tough. She had to react to the ball moving quickly. And I, I think that definitely helped her early development and meant she was ready for senior women's football, perhaps before some of the players of a similar age to her. And there could have been two hemp's in the professional game. Katie Wyatt. Lauren Hemp got into football, as a lot of people do, via her older sibling. So her sister was a player for a team in North Walsham and her sister wanted to be a professional footballer and was sort of pursuing that dream and then got two ACL injuries, one in each knee, um, which even by the standards of women's football where you have so many players that have knee ligament injuries just seems to be ridiculously bad luck. That is a real driver for Lauren and she's spoken about that very publicly that she wants to be a professional footballer not just for herself but also to sort of do her sister justice and live out the career that maybe her sister would have had or could have had. Lauren Hemp was given her big move when she travelled from East Anglia over to the West to Bristol City. There she was coached by Willie Kirk, current Everton manager. She, I think, got the, the idea to think about going to Bristol City from her friend at Norwich City, Amy Palmer thought, well, you know, I'm 16, if I want to, to study and I want to progress, then maybe I should consider this. So it was quite a big move across the country to Bristol. And she scored on her debut after six minutes when Willie Kirk brought her on. And that, that sort of just shows you what kind of character she is. Kate Borsay. To have moved away from home at 16, her, her mum was suffering from breast cancer, by the way, at that time and she wanted to go back home and her mum said no I want you to play football and actually Lauren later said basically she knew that the better she played the more of a smile that she was going to put on her mum's face. Willie Kirk said when he signed her at, at Bristol City and had worked with her for a little while he said that she's a fantastic human very hard-working honest humble and has an unshakable inner belief this girl can be world-class. And I think we're starting to see the, the development of that journey now. Manchester City have some of the best facilities in the world. Their roster's filled with players who've won the World Cup, Champions League, as well as every domestic title on offer. So given everything we've heard so far, it was no surprise that Hemp caught City's eye. Kate Borsay. It was when she turned 18 and Willie Kirk just said, quite frankly, uh, she was the quickest player in the league for him. She was the top scorer for Bristol in the league that season. And because she was just about to turn 18, Willie Kirk was like, look, I know she's going to get a ton of offers from all the top sides. We're not going to you know, try and 
stop her at all. She deserves these offers. And he wished her the best. And he, and he just said it was a great accolade for him as a coach and for Bristol City as a team as well, that they were able to help um, be part of Lauren's journey. Jen O'Neill. Lauren Hemp signed for Manchester City and like a lot of players who join that club, they say it's pretty much like a dream come true. And it's it, it's something that they... Once they realise the facilities that they have at the the academy there and the integration within the club and the support network and also the role models that they have there because when they really went big with the women's game and they made those, those marquee signings of Karen Bardsley, Steph Houghton, Jill Scott, that's what younger players could see. And, and I think to be a part of that and to, to follow those professionals and the great example that they set it is a wonderful education and and now she's getting to play off the number nine of Ellen White to play alongside uh, a World Cup winner in Sam Mewis it's it really is a, a, a great learning ground for for young ambitious players and what's great at City is that there's a really tight-knit collection of younger players. So you've got the likes of Georgia Stanway, Ellie Roebuck, Esme Morgan, Jess Park coming through as well. And Lauren Hemp's very much a part of that little, I won't say clique, but that group of players who are all growing and developing together. So I think, you know, particularly because she's so young, she can really thrive from having players around her who are in the same position as her and are, you know, someone who's able to listen to her if she's got any issues or someone who's able to keep her company. She lives with Esme Morgan. So there's a great little pack of of uh, young lionesses there, really. Katie Wyatt. I think a really symbolic moment for Lauren Hemp was when she scored the one of the goals in Manchester City's 2019 FA Cup win over West Ham. Um, and it was just a really well-taken goal. She was running down the wing and sort of half-volleyed it, hit it on the bounce over the goalkeeper from out wide and it was just a wonderful finish. Morehouse has come a long way and she will regret that because that is a brilliant clinching goal for Manchester City, brilliantly taken by Lauren Hemp. I think a lot of jaws dropped at just how impressive it was and Nick Cushing, who was the manager at the time, said afterwards that it's a real interesting thing to observe that their last FA Cup final Georgia Stanway came off the bench and scored and he's now a Manchester City regular and then Lauren Hemp did so um, at their next FA Cup final and was sort that was her first kind of introduction to the wider women's football world I suppose. But the big debate so far this campaign has been whether all the talent imported from around the world will help or hinder her and the other young players at other clubs across the WSL. It's not easy for a young player to come through at Manchester City because of the competition, but they will give them the opportunity. And that is something else that Lauren Hemp mentioned when she signed for the club, that she'd seen that Georgia Stanway, that Ellie Roebuck, had been given the opportunity, no matter what their age was. And if you perform, then then they will put their trust in you. And, and that's certainly certainly been the case. I think it's important to mention when you talk about foreign players, particularly the big names from overseas, places like USA, a couple of players come over from Australia as well. When you when you talk about them coming over to the, to the WSL, you sort of need to caveat that with the fact that um, some of them won't be here for a whole chunk of time. Some of them are only here until the end of the year or the end of the season. I think Alex Morgan in the situation at Tottenham has been a bit distracting. But when you look at Rose Lavelle, Sam Mewis, Tobin Heath at Manchester United, um, you're looking at positive influences who will who play to such a standard that it will, you know, mean that younger players like Lauren Hemp look at what they're doing and they take note. I think when you look at the um, 
players that Lauren Hemp is around at Manchester City and um, being with the likes of Sam Mewis, Rose Lavelle, um, the massively players that she's going to be able to learn from and develop alongside and who are real, going to give her a real insight into that winning mentality at the elite level. They've won World Cups, they've won all sorts of competitions. They're wonderfully skillful, talented players who are among the best in the game. So I think it's always better to play against the best players in the world and to play with the best players in the world. So from that point of view, I think that Lauren Hemp is going to be very well served by the number of US internationals and in, indeed England internationals around the squad at Manchester City with her. It's been a tricky year for all in the women's game as the global pandemic shut down the leagues, curtailing the 2019-20 season. But it's given us some insight to Lauren Hemp's personality. Lauren seems to be um, pretty level-headed and, and also unself-conscious in the way that she she doesn't take herself too seriously off the field. I think if people follow her on, on Twitter or, or TikTok, they'll have seen some of the, um, the fun and, and, and scrapes that she's got to particularly over lockdown when her and Esme Morgan would um, do a sing-song session from their sofa. It was it was flat as a pancake and pretty excruciating, but it was meant to, to raise people's spirits during a difficult time. I oh, and in your eyes, I don't think you would see many players exposing themselves, you know, to, to scrutiny in that way. And they said after they got really popular, they felt really nervous. So they, they kind of knocked it on the head. But she's really fun and determined. She was a brilliant cricketer as well when she was younger. So she's multi-talented in, in terms of, of sports. She mentioned to us recently that she's taking up a new hobby of paint by numbers. So she tries new things. And I think there's, there's, a, there's a little bit of fun about her as well as a fierce determination to succeed. But back to the football and the ultimate question, how far can Lauren Hemp go? She's 20. She's got a huge amount of her football career ahead of her and she really can go to the top. I mean, it would be sort of ridiculous for me to say anything else. We know that she's going to keep technically getting better. We know she's going to add to her game. Of course she is. She's only 20 and she wants to learn. She's really, really happy to learn, really, really happy to develop. From a sort of mental side of the game point of view, I've got no problem. I've got no worries about her at all. She'll be really exciting. If she gets the game time at City, and she will, and she'll grow in confidence, she recognises that too. The more she plays, the more she gets that confidence behind her. She will become, I'm sure, a regular starter for the Lionesses. She captained the Lionesses, actually, um, in the under-17s. And I could see her doing that again for the senior team. I think that Lauren Hemp can go as far as she wants to in the game. I think one thing that is very telling is that you look at the players that she's beating out for. For instance, the 2020 PFA Young Player of the Year award. She beat Georgia Stanway, Ellie Rowe, Chloe Kelly, Lauren James and Erin Cuthbert. So players that we rave and rave and rave about and that I think have a certain profile with even people that are not kind of ardent followers of the women's game. And yet in comparison to those, I think if you said to people that are kind of dipping in and out of the women's game, who's Lauren Hemp, they might not know. But the fact that she is, for those people that do watch and engage with the game regularly, 
considered more exciting a prospect than those, in, at least in terms of that awards, really, really speaks volumes. So I think it's very much up to her. And the world is a royster and the sky's a limit for her. We're forgetting that she is only 20 and has achieved so much in such a short space of time and has got so much experience already. There is so much that she can still do in the women's game. Well, we've heard from some of our coaches who work with her day in, day out, and they think that she can be world-class. And it's it's difficult to... You feel a little bit reticent to talk about somebody who's 20 and, and put that pressure on them to say that they can be world-class because she's... It's only a burgeoning England career in the, the senior setup. I mean, she was outstanding for the under-20s. She played for the under-15s for England when she was 13. She captained the under-17. So she's she's certainly got the leadership of, you know, and, and as a role model for younger players. But she's just starting out on this, this journey and hopefully a long journey in international football. She was, she came on against Germany at Wembley in front of 77,000 and was undaunted. I do think that she really has got a very, very bright future. There doesn't seem to be anything or any reason why she, she won't make it at the top level because of all of the qualities that she has. And that's not just her ability on the field, but, you know, her inner determination and self-belief. I hope that she carries on progressing the way that she's doing and, and succeeds. And we will be talking about the world-class Lauren Hemp in a few years' time. Join us next time by listening on the Athletic app or by subscribing to The Next Big Thing on your favourite podcast provider. And if you're not already a subscriber to The Athletic, head to theathletic.com forward slash next big thing for the latest offers. Thanks for listening. The Next Big Thing was produced for The Athletic by Abby Patterson. The writers were Abby Patterson and Nick Miller. Katie Wyatt is The Athletic's women's football correspondent. Kate Borsay is the host of the Offside Rule WSL edition. Jen O'Neill is the editor of She Kicks magazine, where you can read more about Lauren Hemp and other upcoming stars in the women's game. The executive producer was Ian McIntosh. Yes, that music means one thing and one thing only. The Offside Rule WSL edition is back. Woohoo! And the WSL is bigger and better than ever before. Which means we need to do the same. And that's why we've got interviews with the biggest names. The brightest minds in the game. As well as all the in-depth match analysis you've come to know and love. Just search for the Offside Rule WSL edition, available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. Or you can find us ad-free on the Athletic app. That's the Offside Rule WSL edition, out every Tuesday.